And that's uh, Brenda Farsi promises. I know those of you who are my age will remember the days uh, when, as you sing along to Brenda Farsi's song "Promises," um, there are lyrics that are talking about tend uh, uh, tend to fade, um, and then we would say "Utozo figango ten to five, ten to five. Yeah, one of those things. All right, uh, thank you so much uh, for connecting with us. It's Lifetime Live with me, Chris Alda Dutumash. We're reflecting on that uh, case of A.B. Kumagad, who was acquitted of sexual assault, rape charges, uh, 15 learners came forward um, to talk about the experiences in the hands of uh, one Johannes Mulefi, who's uh, 58 years old, uh, who was a guard, a security guard at AB Goma. Um, I saw a couple of messages that uh, AB Goma would like to reopen the case, um, but what is it that should be done differently? I mean, are we not failing victims of sexual abuse uh, when things like these happen and they happen systematically? And joining us on the line right now is Lebo Ramafoko, who is the CEO of Seoul City Institute. Good afternoon and welcome. Good afternoon, Chris Alden. Thanks for having me. I was envious of your conversation with uh, Ashraf Gada, and uh, thank you so much uh, for always availing yourself to just uh, empower our nation better. It's only a pleasure, Chris Alden. So let, let's talk about, I mean, w- what does this say to a, a lot of campaigns that are encouraging uh, women or victims of uh, uh, violence to speak up? Well, Chriselda, I think we are getting to the reality of just how dysfunctional our criminal justice system is. And uh, when we say to people speak out, when we say to people talk, and uh, a lot of us have said the issue with the criminal justice system is that it further victimizes people who come out and uh, report that case is exactly what it told us to do. When you've got a police service that is incompetent, where a case like this can be bungled, where just mistakes are made, it just shows us as a nation what communities, what women, what children go through if they want justice to be done. And I guess it then follows that... uh, very few cases get reported, very few cases mm. even get to court. And then a, a judge, to my horror, Judge Pete, uh, Pierre Johnson, uh, said that the learners were coached into making uh, the allegations against Mr. Mulefe um, by social workers uh, at the Teddy Bear Clinic. So what I don't understand about that statement, uh, were they coached on how to reply or were they coached on saying, um, making allegations that are unfounded? Because many of them seemed genuinely traumatized. Well, there is no doubt in my mind and in the mind of the parents uh, and anybody that has followed the case that the you know uh, the, the the accused is a a sexual predator. Uh, and I think for me, what I understood the judge to be saying, and I think it's unfortunate when he put it as if they were coached for them to report the case. Mm. I think he was talking about how the way they were helped so that they present themselves in court, mm. you know, could have seemed like you are all repeating a story that somebody told you to, to say. In itself, it doesn't say that the children were lying. But you must remember that the court in South Africa is actually very, very hostile. And intimidating, and I, say, I guess. When I say exactly.
exactly. It's intimidating. You know, when I went to the Omotoso trial uh, in PE, I was sick for three days. And that is just how intimidating that, 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 that space is. So organizations like uh, Teddy Bear Clinic are very crucial, particularly when children are involved, mm-hmm. so that you help children understand what it is that they are going to face in court. Mm-hmm. You understand what are the kind of questions that they can be presented to. When you are not trained as the person that is preparing the children for court, you may actually say things that may be leading, mm-hmm. or you may say things that when they stand in front of the court and they are afraid, even they themselves could say, well, I'm saying this because Criselda said I'm a saint. Yeah. It does not necessarily mean it's that not true. the crime did not happen to them. Mm. It's that if you are not careful about how you basically help them, you know, uh, 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 it may come across. And, and I'll give you an example. You, you know, when you speak to somebody who has been traumatized by rape, when you speak to somebody who is a child in particular, mm. you say to them, did you scream? And they look at you. Mm. And you say, did you say no? And they look at you. And you say, but you must tell the court that you did not want it. They go into court and they said, I said no. And maybe the judge asked them something else. Mm-hmm. And they said, but it's Criselda who said I'm saying no. Like that. And not you elaborate you further. What I'm it's, That's it's a it. complex, mm. particularly because in cases of child abuse, children lack the language. That is why in our child protection project that we do at Soul City, mm-hmm. we help teachers identify problems. What teachers will tell you is that, hey man, Lumdana Ustod. The mm. child is misbehaving. But and why? we are trying to say to, te- to teachers, the children will act out because mm. they do not have the language to say, at home, somebody is touching me this way and I don't like it. Let me so let, let's, take, let, let's pay the bills and then uh, you'll okay. continue with that thought. And uh, we take a break and do invite you to please join the conversation at SAFM Radio on Twitter and Facebook. At uh, uh, You can hashtag SAFM Lifetime Live. Uh, your WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107. SMS is 40938-CHARGED at 150 and your calls 0891-104-207. Positive GP on Twitter. Yeah. All right, uh, we take your messages right now as we connect to this conversation, talking um, about uh, this uh, case, 58-year-old uh, scholar patrol guard who was uh, accused of raping and sexually assaulting learners at A.B. Goma Primary uh, in Soweto, and he's since been acquitted. One of the parents uh, of the learners um, indicated that uh, they are considering uh, reopening the case and uh, having uh, legal assistance. And joining me on the line is Lebu Ramafoko, who is CEO of uh, Soul City Institute. And I mean, profound thing you mentioned there, uh, Lebu, that children don't have a language for sexual harassment no they don't they don't and 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 i think you know it's a pity that the teddy bear clinic which normally does very good work Mm. we collaborate with them is lumped up in this but i think you know uh, uh, for me in explaining what uh, uh, is likely to have taken place and i'm sure they'll come to explain exactly you know you know factually what took place is the fact that 
whoever they may have had, who basically um, uh, uh, was reporting them or was helping the kids, preparing them for court, may have or could have, uh, for whatever reason, you know, skill, competency, experience, have uh, in good faith tried to, to, to help, you know, to prepare the kids not to fabricate the allegations, mm. but to help them on how to represent them at court. And for whatever reason, and probably fear and pressure, because you must remember one thing, Griselda, um, uh, that we must not forget in this case. And it was very telling that the sister of the accused in court yesterday when she was interviewed was saying she was relieved because she knew God will come through for them because she knows her brother. Now, these things are not done by strangers. Mm, mm, These mm, things mm. are done by people in a community. So even if the Teddy Bear Clinic could have done a great job in preparing the children, remember the Teddy Bear Clinic does not go home with these children. First Mr. Molisef, Mr. Molisef's relatives, Mr. Molisef's family stays in a community. And how, what is the secondary victimization that happens to these kids? That they are generally not reporting to even their parents. What is being said to them about making sure that somebody is no longer working, you know, to a point where when they get into court, their own testimony can Mm. be, you know, can be questionable. So there's a lot of things when we talk about victim support or survivor support we need to take into consideration, including the context. All right, let's take Silo calling us from Kwakwa, and uh, you can dial 0891-104-207. Good afternoon and welcome, Silo. Uh, good afternoon, uh, Chris Hilda. Uh, in actual fact, I'm Silo Mapekane <coughs> from Kwakwa. Yes, uh, I just wanted to add on that topic. Mm. Uh, in actual fact, uh, the magistrate, I think, he, he failed to understand the language in which the children understand uh, the manner in which the question have been asked. Like, if you may ask a child, did the person undress you? Mm. Then, uh, not, 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 not happen. Let's say it's, it's, it's a child of this of this nature. But if you may ask, did the person undress you? Mm. The, the child will be saying no. But in actual fact, uh, underwears. Her underwear was, was was taken off, but the children will be understanding by saying, "No, he did not undress me," because the children's understanding will be to be undressed like a shirt or a skirt or whatsoever. So, I think the magistrate did not understand the language in which mm. the children they may understand. But can you imagine how... children not getting justice because of language barrier? Yeah, sure. yeah. That, that yeah. I, I may also add on that that because. Uh, the, the magistrate was just uh, uh, expecting that the children will be answering the, the, the question as, as adult people. Because if I may, if the person may ask me, Mr. Mapek, did the person undress you? I'll say no. But the child will, will be expecting if the person says, if you may ask the child, did, the, did this person undress you? Then the child will say no because to, to undress a child, the child understands that it will be taking off all her clothes. But mm. her private, that is her private clothes, the child will not be t- taking as being uh, undressed in that fashion. I don't know how can I put it in this. No, we hear yeah. you. We hear you. Thank you very yeah. much yeah, for the call. Thank Thanks, Silo. Yeah. Your response, Lebo? Absolutely.
exactly. I mean, he's he's correct in in in, in saying you know um, uh, children and and the judge, particularly with language barriers. And the point you make, Griselda, is correct. But, but let me tell you this: if the children had a good investigator and the prosecutor, and this is not the first case where we see how the effects of crippling the National Prosecuting Authority yeah. and now the prosecutors that we have, the caliber and the quality of prosecutors that we have, are absolutely not able to basically act in the best interest of the person who accuses a, a, a person. So before we get to what the children said, you know, very basic things were, 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 were failed. And, and, and I think for me, uh, you know, uh, right from the president to the MEC of education to the minister of police, the question should be, the issue is not whether the case is going to be reopened in that, is that who is then taking responsibility mm. for the failure of justice? That's for it. children who may not even have the money to hire lawyers, who may not even have state coffers to pay the lawyers millions of rents so that they can be in court every day arguing on technicality. That I, I think that that connects to a point that is made um, by, by a, a, an SMS. Unfortunately, it's unsigned, um, saying it's it's really sad that uh, white victims at Parktown Boys got justice, yet the poor black uh, learners yes. at AB Kuma have been uh, yes. foiled by uh, have been failed by incompetence of black professionals. Yes. And uh, yes. next and, message and, says, and, you know, I also concur that uh, I uh, concur with Lebu uh, in saying I do believe that uh, the crime happened um, but the legal system can either make or break the law and succeed uh, we are at their mercy which is just tragic and PEG says lifetime life gosh what about the poor chap who was accused where are his social rights but you have evidence from children technically uh, the case well, gets I mean, thrown I mean, out I mean you know, um, oh. he can have social rights, but you can't unrape children. Or That's women. it. And all their he lives, they'll remember rights. these moments. And in, in, in a patriarchal society like ours, he will enjoy, he has the support of his family. He will enjoy uh, 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 his life. It is these, these children who will have to deal with the scars of being raped. Once Let's take the news headlines. Let's take the news headlines and continue um, after this. Uh, this is the news headlines with Uzile Sabu. Call Griselda now, 0891-104-207. All right, taking your calls as uh, we con- uh, connect. I'm just so saddened by, um, you know, how some people would then think uh, taking this to racial devices. Uh, these are children. Um, they are babies who are failed by the system, especially when they plug out college to speak up. We shouldn't even be debating what about his rights. Um, perhaps if I can just refresh your memory, one of the learners, uh, one of the eight-year-olds, saw the story on television and for for months she was afraid to share. When she saw the story on television, only then she had courage to speak up. So do you say that a child like that was um, should be even coached? I truly believe that uh, there's a gap and, and we need to speak about that gap. And Lebu Ramafoko is joining us, uh, Soul City uh, CEO, joining us on the line. Let's take Len in Deben. Good afternoon, Len. Hello, Len. Can you hear me? Hey, loud and clear, sir. Thank you, man. Um, I just want to comment. I uh, heard the previous uh, SMS 
about money and white schools and black schools. I don't want to racialize this thing. But this is not about money and them. This is about black people who are supposed to be in positions of power and authority and competence, not looking after other black people. And that's endemic in our society. Look at BBS banking. So, so Len, are you yeah. saying that the, the case that was made an example of uh, was concluded successfully because it was white, competent people who, who were prosecuting? I'm making, I'm making the reference that somebody mentioned money as being the difference between competence and incompetence. And I'm saying money to have nothing to do with it, man. Okay. You're either competent or you aren't. Thank you. Thank you very much, Len. And Matlo Nolo in Bulukwane, good afternoon. All right, uh, Matlo Nolo, we seem to have lost you there. Uh, Lebu, your response. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you commented on that. You know, when men don't want to change and they don't want to change the status quo, they will actually give us very literal uh, responses to a very complex situation. So the person who's talking about the social rights of women is basically wanting to be uh, of the perpetrator, actually wants to believe that women are liars and they lie from a very young age. So children, female children are lying. Uh, and, and, and I think that, 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 that basically for me talks to the fact that we seem to think that the end all and be all of dealing with these issues it's only in the legal fraternity. And if the legal fraternity or if the legal fraternity acquits somebody, then mm-hmm. the matter is over. And in this case, the judge was very clear in what he was, uh, 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 he was saying. He could have made other mistakes about language and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but he was very clear that the case put in front of him was bad. It was, he even used the word quality of error. Now, you are not going to sit here and talk about the social rights of somebody who got off on yeah. a technicality. And, and he like, went further. Do you understand what I'm saying? He we went further. The, and saying, the judge oh, went further to say, the judge went further to say uh, he was lashing out on the prosecuting team, uh, saying yes. that it's, it's their duty to assist the court in, in coming yes. to a just conclusion. It is and not their duty to solicit dancing evidence, as he put it, from witnesses to secure a conviction. Uh, let's go to KGM in Rodeport. Good afternoon and welcome to Jobek. Good afternoon. Thanks a lot, Crisalda. Good afternoon to your listeners and to your guests. Let, let me bring something here, Crisalda, which I, I applaud you and, and the guests to, to maybe think along. I, I, I was once a victim of false accusation by a very young child who, who was forced into that position. And after the investigations were done, private investigation were, were, were done because the police, as, as yourselves have alluded to, um, you are lucky if they are going to investigate your case properly as the way it's supposed to be done as per law. As much as I understand the plight of of the children and we have to protect our children and I agree that perpetrators must be dealt with accordingly in accordance with the law. We must not also lose sight of the opportunism that some parents use or take advantage of but you see kgm that would apply if we just open the conversation to uh, interpretation of a situation like this 
right now we have a case. A 58-year-old was caught. That he was already caught that he did something wrong to these children. Now they come and give evidence, and unfortunately, uh, technically, the judge can't pronounce. I mean, he says it. He says it uh, that he was lashing out uh, towards the prosecution team, saying that it's it, it's their duty to assist the court in coming to a just conclusion. For me, that also suggests that he felt like he was not giving a just conclusion simply because, uh, to quote him verbatimly, he says, uh, they solicited dancing evidence. But, but here's another thing, Chris Alda. That very judge himself found one thing. He has the powers as the judge with the evidence in front of him to charge the very same people who are taking these rights from these children, even the victim. I mean, the, the perpetrator confessing, the judge himself as a citizen, what is his responsibility? And I guess that's why we commend parents for reopening this case. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your call. I agree. Thanks. Thanks, Chris Adler. Thank you so much uh, for your call. Um, uh, that is KGM in Rodeport now. Earlier on, he was elsewhere. But uh, we always appreciate the fact that wherever you are nationwide, we got you covered and uh, you keep your dial right there. Uh, now, Lebo, as we conclude, I mean, how do we even ensure that we empower society on, on what is regarded as, as evidence? Right. It seems like uh, we, we need to put it on the line, uh, on air. Um, all right. I guess that's where we're going to conclude. Uh, we have a Facebook comment. All right. I'll, I'll just quickly try and get that. Uh, thank you so much once again uh, for your patience and uh, connecting uh, with us. I'm trying to find it. Uh, here's... Uh, your comment because we always request you to send us uh, your views uh, thank you for this discussion I actually know one of the parents uh, who was uh, whose child was violated and it was painful in the household uh, when the judgment was passed alright and uh, we also have um, have Oh, Lebu is back on with us. All right, I was trying yes. to find those two comments um, uh, from our Facebook page. Uh, Lebu, thank you so much once again uh, for being mm. patient with us. As we conclude, how do we empower communities to understand and to learn what is regarded as evidence? Hey, Griselda, you know, I'll, I'll be very honest with you. On this one, I'm actually, I don't even think that it's empowerment. I think these parents and these families did the best that they could. I think for me is to ask the parents of that school and everybody in that community to make sure that this case just does not end like this. You know, I think often we often talk about communities as if they are empowered. And often communities will tell you, we did everything. We followed the rules and we were failed by the rules. In this case, I don't think that it is about communities being empowered because, in fact, standing in that court is intimidating. What we want communities to do is to advocate for justice for these children. Absolutely, and that's exactly what we need. We're supposed to be moving straight to our wow moment right now. Uh, thank you, Lebu. Thank you so much uh, for connecting with us. Uh, Lebu Ramafoko, CEO of uh, Seoul City Institute. And as we were talking about uh, the case of a 58-year-old uh, scholar patrol guard, uh, Johannes Molefi, who has been acquitted of sexually assaulting learners at A.B. Kuma uh, Primary School in Soweto. And the parents have decided that uh, they are going to 
open uh, reopen the case. And that's where we ended. Thank you so much uh, to all of you uh, for connecting.